Okay, so to start, we have a question, who's the book written for? Yeah. What, what, why, what do you, what's making you ask that? Is there any particular reason, or you're just curious? Right, the person, the person who wrote it, what, did they have a certain person in mind? It's like, no, know your audience type of thing. Uh-huh. So do they have a specific person in mind for the audience? So it's good that you're asking to, to, to clarify that. The Piazetzner, the Piazetzner Rebbe that wrote this, so as we're going to see Mitzvah Shem today, not only did he have an audience in mind, but he negated any other audience. He specifically said that this book is only for the audience that he has in mind. Okay. So the question is, so what about us? So if you remember, when we learned, when we had the first class I spoke about, we, that the, in the introduction to the Hebrew, Hebrew one, the, the, the person that, that, the people that published it said that they, because the Pizetzna was so adamant that the book is only for specific people, they had to ask, they asked the Ozhava Rebbe, the Sochachav Rebbe, the Koznitzer Rebbe, they asked other Rebbes if they could even print it, because then simple people will get it. So the answer to your question is, and they obviously said that you can print it. So the answer to your question is yes, he had a very specific audience in mind. And our goal is to try to be a little like that audience. In other words, the B'nai Machshavatova, which is, um, you know, Rabbi Shulman translates as the Society for Positive Mindfulness, but I translate better as those whose thoughts are good, right, who has good, who's harnessed the thinking powers, right? So he wrote for, a speci- he wrote for them, for people that are going to be in this society specifically. But the point of us learning the book is to try to see what that society is, and so, us, so we could also try to get into that society, at least touch it at least a little. You know, there's a, a vart that uh, the Kotzker said. It says um, that every person has to say, Chazal say, that every person has to say, When will my deeds reach the deeds of my forefathers? So, right, that, that every person has to say, when will I be like my forefathers, like Avon and Yaakov? So the Kotzker said, the word Yagiyu, simple, simple means, when will I reach my forefathers? But what does Yagiyu also mean? Yigu, Lagat, to touch. Matai Yagiyu, the Kotzker said that at least I should touch, to touch a little of it, to touch a little of my forefathers' deeds, right? That's... To at least taste a little bit. So yeah, he wrote this book for specific audience, but we want to like touch it a little. Okay, so let's let's read Vaita. So uh, in the um, in the section that we're up to, which is the the uh, um, the toichen, the the content of the society. So we already read Ois Alfen Beis, where he says that number one, we read last week that there shouldn't be any there shouldn't be any um, we're not here for positions. This isn't about kibudim and honor. And who gets elected and, and a board and the Gansazach. And I'm not doing that. And the second thing is <clears throat> that Chas Shalom, not to think that our group is coming to um, negate others or be sanctimonious, self righteous. We're not coming to be better than others. We're coming to join forces. He brings them, the muscle of the firefighters, right? That even though the firefighters know what they're doing and some schlump comes with, you know, a pitcher, but you're not going to tell them to stop because the more the merrier. Whoever's fighting is the better, right? That's where we left off last week. Okay. Now, the next paragraph, um, you'll notice both in the English and the Hebrew, it seems to be a continuation of Oiz Beis, 
right? But, but it's not. In other words, even in the English, Rabbi Shulman put to keep a secret as, as, the, next, as the next thing. But really, really, the, 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 what we're about to read now, this paragraph, is not really a continuation of Ois Beis, but it's really a Hakdama preface to Ois Gimel. Okay, so again, number one, he's saying over here, what he's talking about over the Toichen Achevra, right? The Toichen Achevra means the composition of the group, what the group is made up of, what, who should be part of the group. So he said, number one, it's not about honors and kibudim. Number two, we're not looking to separate ourselves from other people, right? Now, he's about to say number three. And number three is going to be even more specific, who's allowed to join the group. So in the composition of the group, you already said, we're not here for honors. We're not here to, to be exclusive. Well, we are going to be exclusive, but we're not here to be self-righteous, to be better than, holier than thou. We're not here to, 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 to be separate. And then he's going to say, number three, you could only join the group if this paragraph is true about you. That's why this paragraph is really a preface to Ois Gimel. To the third, to the third uh, paragraph, because hi Yitzi, because and also in the English, like I said, he doesn't put a separate, a separate koteret uh, vizakman. Um, um, no, how do you call this? Subtitle. Huh? Subtitle. subtitle. He doesn't put a separate, separate subtitle over here. He starts right away, just right away. Uh, you know, each and every one of us, each of us is constantly. But it's really akdama to ois gimel. I want to make that clear. So what we're about to learn now, this paragraph is a preface to the next ice and where he starts getting really specific who's allowed to join this group. So he's going to say in, in ice Gimel that what, we, what we're learning now is the pre- to be able to join the group, you have to, have, you have to be part of this paragraph. So let's see. Lochin gamonu, so we too. Kol echad mi tonu doigu mitstar tomar al every one of us is worried and has pain on ourselves, on our life. Right? Each of us is constantly concerned and anguished about his life. Every person is concerned about themselves. Lamer, as if to say that we say to ourselves, Sof, sof, my yei What's going to be at the end of the day? What's going to be with me? Now, I want to, I wanna, before we go further, so you're already here that as soon as he says that every one of us has, is worried about ourselves and has pain, anguish, mitzdaer, Al-Atzmai has pain about himself. So you understand that what he's going to say now is going to be very... Um, it's going to sound very musary. So I want us just to say a little preface that, not, that one shouldn't think that it's musar. It's chasidus. It's not musar. But it's going to sound musary. So I want to explain what's the ultimate difference between musar and chasidus to understand... A little preface, the, you know, Rabbi Gottlieb mentioned a couple of weeks ago, if you, those of you that were here, he spoke about serving Hashem out of a bitter soul. So that's really what he's going to be talking about over here, that one has to be bitter about one's status. And let me explain what I mean by status. One should be bitter not about oneself, but about one's connection to Hashem. That's ultimately the biggest difference between Muslim and Chassidus. We're not looking to say that bad things about ourselves, we're looking to say to be upset and worried and in pain about my connection with Hashem. So the Alter Ibn Tanya, just to, to sort of like put it in, in perspective, the Alter Ibn Tanya, chapter 26, makes a very important distinct, distinction that we should all know. 
he makes a distinction, and, and it's to be able to appreciate what this paragraph, to, what it's going to say to us, he makes a distinction between atzvus and merirus. Sadness and bitterness. Sadness and depression is negated completely. Sadness and depression by the Baal Shem Tov, you know, the Baal Shem Tov said, going to the mikveh is not a mitzvah, but it brings to the holiest things. And being sad isn't an Aveira, but it brings to the worst sins. So sadness and depression is, you know, completely negated. No one is never supposed to be sad. One is always supposed to try to be happy, as happy as possible. But one could be bitter. What's the difference between sadness and bitterness? Alter in chapter 20, it doesn't really explain exactly, but he just says, Merirus. And, and based on what he says over there, so the way that I understand it is that the difference between if chas v'shalom, somebody's beloved dies, or someone is yearning for one's beloved. Right? If chas v'shalom, one's beloved dies, that's sad. That's, that's grief. Right? But if a person is yearning for one's beloved... Right? One is yearning for one's beloved. Um, in, in Romeo and Juliet, Shakespeare says, parting is such sweet sorrow. When, when Romeo says, after the balcony scene, when Romeo says goodnight, to Juliet he says, parting is such sweet sorrow. What does it mean, such sweet sorrow? Why is it sweet sorrow? Parting is such sweet sorrow. Parting from your beloved is such sweet sorrow. What's the vart of sweet sorrow? It's that you feel in the sorrow the love. You feel your beloved, that, that, that the fact that I have a beloved is, is sweet. I am I'm parting, so there's a sorrow, but it's a sweet sorrow because my beloved is not dead. It's just that I'm, I'm distant from my beloved. So that's a sweet sorrow. It's a, it's, a, it's a pain that I'm far from my beloved, but it's a sweet pain because it means that there's a love there. There's a yearning there. There's not... Uh, despondence there's not giving up there's a yearning sweet sorrow and so the Alter Rebbe says what, what is what we should have uh, from time to time as I'm going to say in a second but what we should be having sometimes is bitterness sweet sorrow bitterness bitterness that we're, we're far from Hashem not chas sadness about who I am I'm this, I'm that. That's the chas v'shalom. No. It's just that I'm not yet as close to Hashem. I'm, I'm far from God. That's bitterness. Besides that, the Alter Rebbe also says, even the bitterness has to only be at set times. The Piazetzner is not going to say this, but I want to first tell you what Tani says, and then we'll see what the Piazetzner says. But in Tani, the Alter Rebbe says, even that bitterness, one should not have during davening, doing a mitzvah, when actually learning Torah, when actually serving Hashem, one shouldn't have that bitterness because then one should just have simcha. The Alter Rebbe says one should have set times to have a cheshben nefesh to, to, to see how far one is from Hashem. Usually Chassidim did it before going to sleep, before Krishna Shalamita. But the Alter Rebbe certainly says that it doesn't mean, the Alter Rebbe actually says that if in the middle of your day, even if you're working, not doing anything holy, you're just working, and all of a sudden these feelings come to you that I'm not good enough, who am I? The Alter Rebbe says, you know for sure that's coming from the side of impurity. Because otherwise, how would they fall in the, in the middle of your day, all of a sudden these feelings that are trying to depress you? So there has to be set times, right? It has to be careful how one does this. You know, when they do open heart surgery, they have to have a lot of, 
steril, sterilization, right? They sterilize. You have to, when, before you cut someone open, you have to make sure it's sterile. So when we do this paragraph that we're going to learn now, we have to sterilize ourselves to make sure that we understand this isn't supposed to be, again, at least in Tanya, the Piazetsu does seem to say that it's something constant, but at least the, the Tanya says that it should be something that's just once in a while. Let's read it inside. So he says the Piazetsu, the bitterness that he's coming to say is that every one of us is worried and has pain about ourselves. That to say that we all, that we're worried about, we have pain, what's going to be with me? What's going to be with me? Every day, I desire, I want to be close to God. With all my thoughts, speech, and action. Right? Everyone knows what Machshavadiburmaisa. Those three words he translated also: thought, speech, and action. Mm-hmm. Every day, this um, you're going to be close to God with my thought, word, and act. Right? What's what are thought, speech, and action? In in Tanya, the, in chapter four, he calls them the garments of the soul. Thought, speech, and action. Thought, speech, and action are essentially everything you'll be doing from the time you're born until you die. You're either thinking, speaking, or doing something. Machshava dibur maisa. You're either thinking something, you're saying something, or you're doing something. That's literally what our life is, right? So those are the garments of the soul. Those are things that we do. So the Piazetzner says, what? Um, I never saw that, but it could be. It could. It, it could be. Um, it makes sense because Maisa, Now that you're saying it, it makes perfect sense because nefesh is, is the connected to the guf, which is Maisa. Dibur is ruach memalala, is inin of dibur, mm-hmm. and uh, and is connected to neshama. So I never saw that before, but it makes perfect sense. Yeah, um, but everyone understands. So that's thought, speech, and action. Those are those are all the things that we do. Thinking, speech. So the Piazetzner says, every day I desire to be close to God with every thought, speech, and action. I want to be close to Hashem, but then he says, and at least not far. <laughs> he says, I want to be close to Hashem with all my thought, speech, and action. But at least not to be far, right? I want to be close. But at least not to be so far from God. <coughs> and thrown, God forbid, into the depths, the mire, the, the quicksand. Yevain Metzula means quicksand, means the depths, the mire. I don't want to be thrown into, into mud, into filth, into the mire, into the quicksand. Right? I, I have that yearning that I don't want to be far from God. I don't want to be thrown into the shmutz. And yet what happens? Every single day. I ruin that desire that I have. Right? I, I destroy this yearning with my own hands. I, what I want, I mess up myself. It's not that I'm waiting that God forbid throws me away from his face. It's not God that's distancing me. It's me myself. I destroy the whole yearning every day. Me, me myself, I throw myself to uncharted places. Places uncharted. I throw myself into all sorts of modna mekoimus. All sorts of Weird places, you know, when I read that, I thought, I thought about 
the Remember, internet. huh? The internet. That's definitely. I didn't think it. Well, yeah. That's, that's not thinking about. Yeah, it that's definitely. This is where your mind goes to the donkeys, the mules, and the dogs. Right, right. That's certainly. <laughs> that's certainly true. But I was thinking about Star Trek. Remember, technology to, to boldly go yeah. to boldly go where no man has gone before. Yeah. That's mukaymus leyaduim, right? To go where no man has gone before, meaning to you know, like it says the. God created man straight. And they looked for many calculations. We, we make ourselves complex. Oh, the webs we weave when first we learn to deceive, right? So, Where's that, that, huh? Where's that from? A poem. I don't remember whose. Um, so, we throw ourselves to these, these places, these, these unknown places, right? We put ourselves. Evan said the internet, that definitely is a... But we, we go to all these places that are where no man has gone before. We go to all these places that are not safe. Toyum uboyim, chaos and void, right? Toba boyu, of course we know, right, what that is. Ben chamra, son of a kalma, between these, these impure spiritual forces of donkeys, mules, and dogs. Right, those are all nicknames for, for spiritual impurities. So, Kitzur, what's he saying to Pizat? So that we say to, that, that, that all, every, each and every one of us, and again, he's going to say in Oiz Gimel, if you don't have this, then don't come to the group. So this is something we all have to have. We have to achieve this. We have to learn how to get this bitterness. Because what the Pizatzner here is saying, the script that he's writing here, is something that we should be feeling. We should be feeling this. We should be feeling this, again, like the Altar said at set times, but we should be feeling this, that, that, we, that we say that we want to get close to Hashem, and at least not to be far from Him. And yet what do we do? We, we mess ourselves up. We sabotage ourselves. What's going to be with our end? What's going to be in the end with us? Our days, our years are passing by with... with, with uh, uh, he says, "Our impoverishment, we give vent to groans." With oyniv yogan, mean with with suffering, with with krechtsing, with with with, uh, with frustration. Our years are going by, and we're frustrated, feeling that I'm not doing anything. What am I spending my life doing? How long do I have to actually sit and learn Torah every day? So my my day days are going by, years are going by, and I make a cheshbon. What's going to be with me? What's my end going to be? Hey, this isn't a very uplifting part of the sefer. But again, he, the point is to make sure that you understand not to, to be despondent. The point isn't to make you sad. The point is to, to bring to Gvuras Kedoshis to, to, to the bitterness will make that I want to get close to my beloved. I'm far from my beloved, so I want to get closer. And not to waste the time. Just the time. And not to waste the time, yeah. It would be better to teach the lesson than someone whose life would have cut so short. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one of the Litvish Gedalim, I don't remember, but when, you know, there was a whole pulmus, there was a whole fight by the, in the, the Litvish Yeshiva world about Musser, whether the Yemus or not Musser in the Yeshivas. So there's one of the Gedalim, I don't remember who, who said that the biggest safer, the best safer Musser in the world is the clock. The clock is the best safer Musser in the world. Pasha shows how much time has gone by. Yeah, yeah, the time is precious. What? Non-renewable resource. Non-renewable resource. Life is a non-renewable resource. Right, it's true. And there's there's a famous, the famous saying, what? Never enough of it. Never enough of it. The famous saying, um, 
Adam doyeg al ibu damav, ve'enu doyeg al imud yamav. Damav enam oizrim, ve'yamav enu choizrim. Which means Adam, a person, the, I don't remember one of these middle, medieval tzaddikim uh, wrote this, Adam doyeg al ibu damav, a person is worried about losing their money. Ve'enu doyeg al ibu yamav, but is not worried about losing his days. Money doesn't help. And days don't come back. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, every day is, is precious, yeah? They say in uh, the, the famous saying, they say that um, life, life has unexpected turns, so make every day count. And that, that includes with serving Hashem, that every day has to... It says by Avram Avinu, Avram Zokin Baba Yomim. Remember, it's going to be next, in two weeks in Parsh Chayser. Avram Zokin Baba Yomim. Avram got old. What does Baba Yomim mean? Avram Zokin Baba Yomim. What does it mean Baba Yomim? So simply you say come to the end of his days. But Baba Yomim literally means he comes with his days. And the Zohar says, Kol that every day had its avoida. Every day had its thing. Its, its, its meaning. And of course, at the end of the day, you know, after 120, when we all leave this world, what's going to remain? The moments that we learn Torah. The rest of our life, that, you know, Netflix isn't going to be part of the ultimate Biru Achra, and that's all going to go fifen. It's the moments that we spend learning Torah. That's what remains for, for eternity. You know, um, my grandmother, my Babi, I was very, very close with, and she always used to say from her mother, my great-grandmother, which is actually my great-grandmother is both my parents' grandmother. Because my parents are first cousins. So it's, it's both my parents' grandmother. She was, uh, she, she was killed in Auschwitz. So my grandmother used to say, in the name of, of her mother, she used to say like this. It was, it's a saying in Hungarian, which obviously I don't know how to speak Hungarian, but in, in English it means like this. You have to daven every day like it's your last day, and you have to learn every day like you're going to live forever. If the daven every day as if it's your last day on earth, imagine it's your last day, the davening has to be... And you have to learn every day as if you're going to live forever. Meaning that that should be that always you're looking to add to the learning. Because you know this is what my life is going to be always. Anyway, so he says the Piazetzner. So our years, our days are going by with suffering, with yogain, with krechzing. V'hayaki nikravel Rak as nuggets, when we come to the last day, then we'll wake up. Imagine we come to, we find out that we have one day left. Then we're going to wake up. Naka levaveinu will hit our hearts. Venitzak oilonumasinu, we're going to hit our hearts and say, Oyve, what did I do? I wasted my life. Uh, you remember the book Tuesdays with Maury? Anyone remember that book? It's a great book if you didn't read it. So, anyway, one of the things he says there is that. The, the, the book is about this guy, Mori, that finds out he has a, a terminal illness, that he's, his life is very, very short. And he basically says that now, every day, he appreciates everything. He appreciates the cup of coffee in the morning, you know, the, 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 what it looks like outside his window. And he says there, there's a line over there that only by, um, only by... St- only by dying does one learn how to live. Something like that. Only by, in the process of dying, does one learn how to really live. And the truth is that because if a person, chas v'shom, should an ofman, know they had 10 days left, imagine what you would make of those 10 days, right? With the family, with, with the world, with, with Hashem. 
So Chas Shalom, we should all live till 126. But Lamaisa, the Pizas, are saying we have to once in a, once in a while ask ourselves, what's going to happen? We're going to come to the end of our days and then we're going to hit our hearts and say, Oi, what did we do? Why is it that with our souls, our bodies were found in filth? Refesh schiyumois means disgusting filth. Why, why, why did we allow ourselves to, to fall into this disgusting filth? It's interesting that, you know, he says, Lamaza benafshenu vegufenu. What's up with the gufenu? Why are souls, I understand that, why did I let my soul be completely fall into this, 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 this filth, the disgustingness, this... But what about what does it mean? My our body that we let our body in this disgustingness. Anyone have any ideas about that? I I, I really don't know. When you go after <coughs> desires and lusts and you pollute your your body. Maybe. I mean, in other words, that's, yeah, that's how I would think. Anytime you put yourself in a situation. Yeah. You know. I mean, then it goes now you can see your souls in that situation. How you, I, I don't know. How do you, I don't know what the. I mean, body, the body filth. Like you, I, I guess, yeah. I mean, but I'm, the filth of being and going after lusts and stuff is that the soul goes into filth. But right. I, mean, I hear you. I mean, I guess that you know the body goes with you. More the character. What? Maybe that's more like the character rather than us. More like being an angry person, a bitter person, a jealous. You know, like connect. Uh huh. Yeah. Midos, you know, that's like. More bodily. Uh huh. I hear. How do you translate with our souls and our bodies? So meaning souls or body are two different vehicles. Right. That can go into two different kinds of pits. Meaning there is more spiritual kavod, right? It's more spiritual types kavod and things like that. And like Machshava uh, Zaros, and maybe there's also ways that we uh, go into the Rishes Chiyamos with their bodies, more physical types of Averos. Yeah, I hear. I mean, so you're saying the two different types of things. I mean, you know, the Gemara in Sanhedrin says that uh, when when um, when Hashem is going to judge us at the end of time, so our body is going to say it wasn't me, it was the soul, and the soul is going to say it wasn't me, it was the body, right? And the the Gemara brings an example. Of one person who's blind and the other per- and the other person is a is a handicapped doesn't can't walk. And so the blind person put the ha- the blind person sat on the shoulders of the, the handicapped person sat on the shoulders of the blind person and directed him where to go. And so the soul that so the, the Hashem is going to put the soul and the body together and you know they t- that they together. So yeah, I hear it's in- I'm just it's interesting that that he's saying that the body also is in this filth. Kitsu, so we say we're gonna so we're gonna wake up and say, what did we do? Why is our souls and our bodies in this filth? I should also just say, by the way, just to point out that, you know, uh, in Tanya the Alter Rebbe says, when he says speaks about our soul being in filth, the Alter Rebbe speaks says over there, what is Gehenna? Is Gehenna a place? Like you know we you know we have these Christian ideas of hell being like a place. So the Alter Rebbe says, what's Gehenim, what's, what's, what's Ganeidin, what's Gehenim? So the Alter Rebbe says that every time a person, God forbid, does a sin, the, because Chasidus and Kabbalah stress that sins and mitzvahs and sins are not just 
doing or not doing what God said, but they have a sin, they're essentially, the mitzvah is essentially God's light. A sin technically, physically, so to speak, moves you away from Kedusha. So the Altima says, what's this? when a person does a sin, that koyach of Tumah surrounds a person. Right? The Gemara in Sait, if you remember, it says over there, Baeshas Petifa Liasim, Alishka Vima Liasima. So the Gemara says that anyone that does an Avera, the Avera is Milafaftoi. It, it uh, hugs you. It hugs you. That Mamma's the Gemara says that the impurity hugs a person. And, and the Havdil, a mitzvah, when a person does a mitzvah, the Kedusha also hugs you. So simply, what is, as soon as a person's eyes are open to the spiritual forces surrounding a person, that is Gehenna Morganeid. The Adar brings a proof from this, like it said, that it says, you remember when Yaakov went into his father Yitzchak to steal the, the brachas, it says that Yitzchak smelled the smell of Ganeidin, right? Rashi brings over the Rei Reich Bani, Kerech Hashem, see the smell of my son, like the smell of a field that God blessed, right? That, that the smell of Ganeidin came in him. So the Adar says, because Yaakov you know, had all these, the, the, so much Kedusha that that smell came in with him. So essentially Ganeidin Ganem is just seeing what surrounds us all the time. So, what he's essentially saying is that, it's, it's pretty scary, but that at the end of days, we're going to all of a sudden see that our souls, our bodies, our souls, are surrounded by this filth, that whatever we, you know, the, all the things that we've done surround our body, unless, of course, we do tshuva. All of our life that we lived in this world, the girl nefesh, our whole life in this world was a, was a you know, Hatich Hashal Nevela means, Nevela is a treif, an animal that died, it's treif, but Nevela is, but Hatich Hashal Nevela is a lotion of Chazal, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a sprach, it's a, an expression that Chazal used, Nasa Hatich Hashal Nevela, right, Hatich Atzma Nasa Nevela, it's that, that, that something, it's, that the thing itself becomes, becomes, um, I'll just quickly, quickly explain. Chazal say that if you t- take a kosher piece of meat, kosher piece of meat, and you put it in, let's say, less than sixty, right? You put in, you, I'm sorry, more than uh, uh, um, more than sixty. You put a, a, a kosher piece of meat. I'm not saying this right. You put a um, a trafe piece of meat in soup. Um, in a in pot, a pot of, of milk, in a or anything, anything that's cooked. Usually, they drop the milk in that pot. And it's one sixty. Yeah, you're talking about talking about trays, though. Right. So you put you put the meat in a pot together. Right. So now you put in a piece of tray. But it's not shishim connecto. It's not shishim connecto. You don't have sixty against it. So so it cooked together. So that so it's kosher. If there is shishim, then it's butter. But if it's right. not shishim, then, then they all become tray. And then you take one of the other pieces and put it in another pot. And it itself is considered nevela, right? That's chaticha atzmanasa nevela. Kitzur. So, but the word is that 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 he's saying that our life is the idea being that in chaticha nasa nevela because it um, absorbed the treif of the of the non kosher meat. So then, even the kosher piece of meat itself becomes treif, becomes nevela because it absorbed the non kosherness, right? So he's saying that our, that's why he's using this muscle that our life absorbed the schmutz that we live in. The girl nefesh. 
I'm just gonna. I just want to quickly say over a chazal because you know Pizetzner, the Pizetzner didn't know about the internet for Shneitzach. So whatever shmus the Pizetzner was talking about is what we have on a good day, <laughs> right? We should we should only be zeichet to have the shmutz that the Pizetzner thought it was thinking about. That should halavai. That should be our ish. That should be our problem, right? So I just want to quickly say there's a Maimur chazal that um, if you remember the beginning of the book of Devarim. When Moshe Rabbeinu says all the different, quote-unquote, the sins that the Jewish people did, one of the things that he says is v'di zahav, which means enough gold. So Chazal saying, the Gemara Brachos, what does it mean, di zahav? It's talking about the chayta egel, the sin of the golden calf, which again was golden. Right? Egel azav was gold. But Moshe Rabbeinu said v'di zahav, which means enough gold. So Chazal saying the Gemara brings that Moshe Rabbeinu was really being melamed tzchus in Klal Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu was saying as follows. Imagine a father who takes his son, his teenage son, washes him, puts cologne on him, puts around his neck a pouch full of money, and stands him on the, on the base of Zoynus, on the house of a prostitute. What could, the, what could the son do in that sin? What do you want from the son? The father put him mamish in, the, in the, every, every possible thing to allow him to do the sin. So what do you want from the son? What do you want from him? What could the son do in that sin? I often wonder that when it comes to the internet. Anyway, let's go weiter. Bekitzer, so he says, all of our life was a chatichash on the veil of a girl, nefesh. Ritzonius machshavus v'tayvus nemuchis. And my life was full of desires and thoughts and lusts, lowly, lowly desires, lowly thoughts. And now, at the end of my days, I'm disgusted by them. Right? I'm dis- by, by some of the things I look back at, the things I did, I'm disgusted by them. How did I do those things? And not just things that are, you know, disgusting, the, the, uh, filthy. means not, not anything that's forbidden necessarily. But narishkites, you know, we all know the, the narishkite that we fill our time with sometimes, right? Molus nafshi this narishkite, this foolishness, this waste of time filled our, our, our souls always. Ubiyodi, and with my own hand, I took myself out of the world of holiness, the world of purity, Kedushas Hashem. I took myself out of the holiness of God. And I threw myself into the depths of filth and ugliness. So the Pizetsu says we have to look at our life and say, what have I, you know, what have I done to really get myself out of the Shemutz to get close to Hashem? And again, I'm going to repeat that this is something that one should be careful not to chas that not to bring a person to sadness, but to bitterness. That I should be getting closer to Hashem, I should be doing more. The cave, and says the Piazesna, the cave and shekol echad mitonu, since every one of us, daigazu mecharsemes tomides limay, this worry is, so Rabbi Shulman translates a very good translation, gnawing, G-N-A-W-I-N-G, gnawing. Mecharsemet, the word in Hebrew, that's really the exact translation. Mecharsem is the word that's used for like when a, when a mouse or rat like eats your food. What's the word? Mecharsem. Uh, nibble. nibble. Like nibbles at your, nibbles at your food. That's mecharsem. That's the, the, the word that's used when an animal nibbles away at your food, right? 
So he's saying that this daiga, this worry about what's going to be with us, what's going to be with our life, is nibbling away at our heart always. And is prickling one's brain. It nibbles away at our hearts, and it's and it's it's pushing against his brain. How does he translate it? Um, um, pierces the brain. It's also it's a lashon chazal. If you remember the, in the Agadata that we learned on Tishabov that says, remember Titus, Titus, the one that destroyed the second base of Migdash. So it says that he said he's going to fight against God. He's going to he like uh, he was going to fight a war against God, and 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 he was on the on the way back to Rome after he destroyed the second base of Migdash. He was at the, his ship was about to capsize. And he said to God, Oh, Hashem, God, all you're able to do is with water. You're only able to defeat your enemies with water. In Egypt you did with water, now you want to defeat me with water. So Hashem, says to, Hashem said to Titus, I, I, I promise you that when you get on, the, that you're going, to be, you're, you're going to be punished with something so small. And a gnat went into his, up his nostril, went into his brain. And it was knocking away at his brain for his whole minak, and that's the word minakeres is meicha. It was like pecking away at his brain. This gnat, this this thing that went into his brain. So Pizetsu is saying that this worry is gnawing away at our heart, nibbling away at our heart, and constantly um, a peck, pecking or pecking. Mm-hmm. Remember Woody Woodpecker peckering away at our brain. Hudoig venenach. We're constantly worried. We're constantly sighing. And we can't find the medicine to, to fix our broken heart. Kitzer Adkan uh, is every is he's saying what this that that what he began the paragraph by saying that every, that all of us are worried and have tsar about this always, about everything that he said until now. In other words, that what's gonna be? What am I doing with my life? What's gonna what am I spending my days with? Why is this filth that I'm getting myself completely surrounded by and I throw myself into all this and this worry is bothering us it bothers you it should bother us you know it should bother it's, it's a good sign if it bothers a person you know a person who's happy with their Yiddishkeit is a bad sign that's a really bad sign a person who rests on their laurels a person you know the um, <laughs> I'll tell you an interesting story you know where Bisochar Frand is? Bisochar Frand is one of the Agachir in Baltimore near Israel so when I was learning in Eretz so um, um, I was, you know, Eretz is a litvish yeshiva, but I was ready the 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 chassid over there, the chassidish shabachar over there. So, so Rabbi Friend gave a shir, gave he gives a tshuva drasha before Rosh Hashanah. He gives like a big drasha on the name of tshuva, and like the whole Baltimore comes. It's a very big drasha. Kids, so that year, one of the things so he said among the drasha, he said that the zavar from the chazanish. That the Chazanesh wrote that the worst thing that a person could be is a card-carrying Benini. Card-carrying Benini. I'm sure that's not the words the Chazanesh used, but basically a person that's happy to be a Benini. I'm not a Russia. Okay, I'm not a Tzaddik. Okay, but I'm a Benini. A card-carrying Benini. And then my Rabbi friend finished. He was walking down and he saw me, so he leaned over to me and he said, Chazanish didn't mean like a Benini of Tanya. <laughs> he said, it didn't mean like the Benini in Tanya, right? That's a whole different type of Benini. But the Chazanish meant a person that's, that's complacent and is satisfied being mediocre. That's a problem. When a person is satisfied being mediocre, the Pizetsner is saying that we should, this should be bothering us. A person that's not bothered with their Yiddishkeit, that's a problem. 
There's a beautiful var from the Mincha Saluzer, the Munkat Shrebi says like this. We say in the Dovid Hashem Oiri, right? Im tachana ole machana loy yira libi. Im toko malay mochama bezoisani vateach. Right? Remember from that we said it, we said it for a month and a half, right? Im tachana ole machana. If a camp comes up against me, loy yira libi, my heart won't be afraid. Im toko malay mochama. If a war comes up against me, bezoisani vateach. I have bitochen, I rely on this, which Pashtus means the, the, the Hashem, the, the, his protection, etc. But the Mugach Rebbe said like this If a person, the, the Eight Sahara is coming to you and challenging you, and you feel like you're struggling, that should, in that should give you bitochen that you're okay. In other words, if a, if a camp is coming up against you, if you constantly feel that your Yiddishkeit is being challenged, that it's difficult, that I'm not being able to serve, I'm, I'm trying to serve Hashem and I have all these challenges, in that itself you should rely that you're doing okay. Because if you're doing okay, you should be struggling. You should be bothered. We, we all should be bothered by this. If we're not bothered, it's a problem. That's the the the, the that's the saying. We should be we should be bothered by this chas that we feel everything's okay. Says the says Pizessa, and we don't find a medicine for our heart. We don't. We're not able to heal our heart. So we're not able to heal us. We're not able to stop this. So what? So what do? What did we do? Lazois. Therefore, since when we all have this problem, we're all suffering from this pain about what's going to be with ourselves. Therefore we got together, we formed a group together. That we should find uh, methods, that are, that are the right methods, for those of, of small, of, of lowly souls like us. Imagine the Pizetzner says upon himself that he's a lowly soul. We should reach the this holiness of his foot, of his toes, Right? So is that yeah? So going off that, are there different levels of mediocrity? I'm sorry. Are there different levels of being mediocre? Of like, course, there are many levels of being mediocre. Within mediocrity, there are many levels. So that's the point, right? That's what. But the Peter Zetzner, if he's if he's saying that at some points he's being mediocre, right? Then then it's like what you get to one level of being mediocre and you plateau, and then you go to another level. Yeah. Totally. It's exactly what you say is exactly what uh, the Altar says in Tanya in chapter 15. Mamash, exactly what you said, that a person has to always be struggling. But let's say I'm struggling with learning, you know, half-hour Gemara a day. And I'm struggling with it. And then I, I conquer it. I, I, I manage to learn half-hour Gemara a day. And it comes easy now. says, Altar now you have to struggle over something else. You always have to be going more than you're doing until now. Exactly like you're saying. But that's not mediocrity. If a person is constantly, you know, there's, there's a very beautiful word that Tzamech Tzedek, To love God with all your heart means that your whole heart is filled with the love of Hashem. To love God with all your nefesh means that you're willing to die for Hashem. So what's B'chol Ma'idecha? You already said you love God with all your heart and with all your life. You're willing to die for God. What's b'chol ma'idecha? What could be more than that? 
So Tzemach Tzedek says, really it's in Tanya, Tzemach Tzedek says that Bechol Meidech means like this, all my life, all my heart is everything that I am. Bechol Meidech means my bleak vul, that I go beyond what I am. Even if I, my, God is my whole heart and my whole life, but Bechol Meidech, Ma'od, means to go beyond what I think I'm capable of. And that taps into God's infinity. And, 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 so, and it explains that even though, let's say for one person, you know, for one person to, let's say, learn a half hour Gemara a day is tremendous. That's his B'chol Ma'idecha. Person that for you to learn a half hour Gemara a day, that's your B'chol That's mamish above what you're capable of. That's ma- for another person, if he doesn't learn three hours a day, he's a Shagetz. Because on his level, he should be learning more than three hours a day. Really, the Rambam says in Hilchas Tshuva, the Rambam says in Hilchas Tshuva that nobody could judge another person because you don't know what that person's capable of. It's not, it's not like a scorecard of sins and, and mitzvahs, like, you know, like in a basketball game there's a score. It's, it's, it's not just quantitative, it's qualitative. Everybody has to know what's their struggle, what's, what's, what exactly is for them. That's not <coughs> mediocrity. That's tapping into infinity. Even though for you, Compared to somebody else, right? You, let's say you give a thousand dollars to tzedakah. Compared to a person who is rich, a thousand dollars is nothing. But for you, it's infinite. It's tapping into going beyond finitude, going beyond your boundaries, right? So that's what that that's the, that's you're right that there are levels in how a person has to be checking oneself. But no matter what level one is on, one has to always be thinking that I have to go more. And you know what the biggest proof is that no matter what level one is on, one has to go more. The biggest proof is because Mashiach's not here yet. The Gemara says that if even one person did a full tshuva, Mashiach would come, which means no one has ever done a complete tshuva. There are many levels of tshuva, obviously, but the ultimate tshuva, no one's done yet. So he says, therefore, the Pizetsu says, we've gotten together, we banded together that we should find methods, matimim, uh, that are, that are uh, appropriate. Um, for those of low, lowly spirit like us, and we're going to work together. We're going to work together. We're going to work together to be able to serve Hashem, the, the one God. So we're going to come to that's what that's what the group is about. In other words, this until now we spoke about this is where I am and I'm not good enough and I have to, and now we've come together to rectify that this 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 worry that we have. With all this that we come together, we, we, we band together, that God will help. And we won't waste our days. Sholtachtas means hell. Rabbi Shulman translated it as in the depths, but Sholtachtas is really reference to hell. We shouldn't waste our days, or in, or in, the, in the words of one singer, in the house of the rising sun. No, that's not, that's not the house of the rising sun. House of the. That's the name of the song. It is the House of Rising. It is the House of the Rising yeah. Sun, right? That's that's what the reference is. Like a very low. Right. Right. House, house of the. Spend, spend my days in the House of the Rising Sun. Yeah. So we shouldn't waste our days in hell. Rather, Veniska liachadas levavenu will merit to unify our hearts leechad to the One to Hashem. To be able to take refuge in the in the 
in the shade of God, of God, the wings of the Shekhinah, Gam while we're still alive. To be able to take refuge in God while we're still alive. It's interesting, he says that because it's one thing I, I always notice. In, in, um, if you daven Nusach Svarad, you say it every day. If you don't daven Nusach Svarad, then you say it when you say Slichas. You know the paragraph, Keler Chapayim? Keler Chapaymata Balachim Nekresa Vedech Tshuva Eresa. Right? So if, if you don't daven Nusach Svarad, it might not be as familiar. One thing is say, Ubetzel Knafecha Nechse Venesloinon Kiyoyim Vayered Hashem Ba'onon. What do the words mean? In the shade of your wings, we will take refuge. Like on the day when God came down in a cloud. When did God come down in a cloud? And we're saying that we should take refuge in Hashem. Like the day that God came down in a cloud. And that's what the Pizat was saying, that we could take refuge in God while we're still alive. You know, we always say, uh, by, by Levi and by a funeral, we say that, uh, you know, uh, that his soul should be in the wings of the Shekhinah. Pizat says, why do you have to wait till you die? It could be while you're alive. That, to spend our days being within Hashem. And again, I want you, everyone to understand, the Piazetzer is not going to come back and say, so unless you're learning in Kolil all day, you're wasting your life. Seemingly, after everything we just said, we're wasting our life, wasting our days, our soul is in filth. So seemingly, so what's the, what's the maskana? What's the, so what's the, the, um, the bottom line based on this? So I should be learning in Kolil all day. I should be learning Torah all day. That's not what the Piazetzer is going to say. That's not what Chesidah says. A person could be living their life the same way you're living your life until now and still be in the wings of the Shekhinah. The Piazetsu's maskon is not going to be that you have to sin learn or that one should learn as much as possible. But the Nakud is that while one a person is, a person is working or doing their daily tasks to then be within the, the wings of the Shekhinah. Gam mm-hmm. Let's read a little further. The Kaven Shekane. 901. 9-0-1? 10.01. Okay. Uh, let's just read two more lines and we'll stop. The cave in Shekhen, and therefore, since all of us have this worry, Anu we're letting everyone know, to this group, this community, we're only accepting people that Taka have that worry. But the people that have the only people that have that worry, that's what we're accepting. People that know that they don't, that they're not that part, that they don't have that worry, the things that we just said before. We're asking from you, please don't join our group. Please don't ruin for everyone else. That's what he goes on to say. We'll continue next week. But basically what he's saying is... Yeah, huh? Don't spoil the other members' good times. But it says, don't spoil the other members' Pure hearts and clean minds. That's Actually, right. ironic because, you know. Because what? Because we're not pure minds and clean hearts. No, 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 no. No, no, but no, he's no, saying, no, no, no. There are people that think that, though. He doesn't right. want them involved because he's like, I don't want to. Right. Don't ruin it for everyone else. But it's interesting it's that he says. It's tongue in cheek. But he, he's saying that people with, with, pure, uh, with, uh, t- with pure hearts and clean minds, after he just got through saying all these. This, terrible things that who are we and our life is so terrible and we're a novella and yet he says we have a pure heart and a clean no, mind no he's not he's saying I don't want those people in the group 
Right. I don't want those people. To not stare those that have the pure mind and, and yeah, the clean heart. Yeah, he wants heart. to work with people who need work. It says, do not spoil the other members' pure hearts and clean minds. He's being sarcastic. I think he's being sarcastic. He's saying, they think they have pure hearts and pure minds. Let them think that. That's not, that group is not for them. This is, you know... That's not, I, I mean, I, I understand it to be that he's saying... Mm, no, that our group will only accept those who share these concerns. Meaning, the concerns that, that you can honestly look at yourself... I mean, if the Pia Zetzner is going to sit and but write then this... This actually said, made me feel very comfortable, to be honest, this whole muster okay. or non-muster, because this is, this is me. This is probably a lot of us that are at this table right now. We go through ups and downs like this, and we, we beat ourselves up a little bit because we feel like, how did I even get to this place? You know, like, how did I get to this moment? What caused me to be angry? Or where did I go, like, uh, on YouTube or something like that? So, you know, like, and, and yet, and yet, By the, what I we d- want... Don't ever beat want, yourself up. It, but this is, that's my point. I was going to ask you that question. Because all we learn, I've learned a lot of mental things from you. It constantly comes back to bring Hashem into those places. Hashem's with you in those lowly places. You shouldn't actually be beating yourself like up. He's, like, he's beating himself up about this. Because this is life. So, so that's and the fact that he's writing this makes me feel like this is life for everybody. Right. And every, there's no such thing as this person. You see these people walk around and you think, ah, oh, he never has a bad thought in his mind the whole day long. You know? But at that level, at, even at the level of the PSR, it could be something tiny. Maybe it's not as vast as mine, but I'm not on the same level. So it's, it's pretty much equal at the end of the day. Like if that person can fall and think of themselves like this. When you think of a Rebbe and a Rosh Hashiva and stuff like that, you don't think of this. You don't think that they're walking I, around and having this I don't problems. know which Rebbe's and Rosh Hashiva's you know. I don't know many. <laughs> but, but, uh, I only I think, associate with those that would be in this group. I think even... Uh, so, so again, the, what I was saying is that the, the Piazetzner is saying, don't spoil it for the other members of pure hearts and clean minds. And yet he's saying, yeah, in order to be a member, you have to think about yourself that your life is an Avela, that you're wasting your life, exactly and that. yet so you, you have a pure a heart and clean mind. I think he might be making a joke. He's not being tongue-in-cheek. The possessor wasn't that type of... Uh... So it's not, it's not paradox. Yeah, no, he means... Because the, you must be a person who truly feels pain and sorrow at your distance from God. This comes to right. Mind. This comes to but the point that I'm trying to say is that yeah, that yeah. is the pure right. heart and right. clean mind right. that you oh, have that, that worry. The, pure the heart. fact ah, that you have that attention. worry is shows that you have a pure heart right. and clean mind. So purity. This is pure. Right. This is the purity. Yeah. The, the, the fact yeah. that you recognize yeah. you yeah. want to change. Exactly. Purity, that's the pure. That, that's what he's saying. That's so in other words, a person is... The, you know the, how many people could... That's a big that, statement to say. If people right. actually thought like this... I mean, I, now I'm thinking oh, like this, but like, people don't think like this. Imagine a kid in high school. He's the one kid exactly. in, the, in the school who's like... He's worrying about things, and he's meticulous, and he's constantly like... And really think like, did I do enough? Like, I've grown so much. And like, he's like, turned on already. Everyone else is waiting to like, go to Israel. He's the one kid that turned on in high school. Yeah. Everyone's going to look at him like, I've got your two shoes... I'm like, yeah, you know, but like in his mind, he's like, you know, I'm working myself enough, but he, if both are true, like he's, he feels the distance, he feels the growth he needs to accomplish, and also, he is a great two-shoes, he is right. a good kid, he's a very good kid, you know, like that's true, that's what he's saying. Yeah, 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 that's, that's the, 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 a person that's functional should be having this worry, that's the bottom line, that shows that one is of pure heart. Just one last word that the, 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 the Rebbe brings in Avata Tetzave 
Chayla is gematria 49. And that means that even if one is on the 49th level of purity, of Bina, if you don't have the 50th level, that's a sickness. That's what the Rebbe says. Tough.